0: May God's richest blessing be upon the reading of His word this morning. And may the words from my mouth be just what we all need to hear. Comedian Woody Allen once said that it's impossible to whistle a tune while pondering your own death. I suspect that's probably too true, but That's kind of what I want to do on this Memorial Day Sunday, 2021. I'm not going to whistle, but we're going to make some kind of an attempt to put death in its place. This week, I looked up some gravestone inscriptions on the internet, and I was able to find some humor and it's interesting that we can even find humor in cemeteries. Here are a few. Harry Edsel Smith of Albany, New York, died 1942. Looked up the elevator shaft to see if the car was on the way down. It was. <laughs> or this one from an English cemetery. Anna Wallace, the children of Israel wanted bread and the Lord sent them manna. Poor Clark Wallace wanted a wife and the devil sent him Anna. In New Mexico, here lies Johnny Yeast. Pardon me for not rising. That's a bad one. <laughs> Uniontown, Pennsylvania, here lies the body of Jonathan Blake, stepped on the gas instead of the brake. Silver City, Nevada, here lays the kid. We planted him raw. He was quick on the trigger, but slow on the draw. In England, on the 22nd of June, Jonathan Fiddle went out of tune. And in another English cemetery, this one. Remember, man, as you walk by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so shall you be. Remember this and follow me. And somebody came along, and wrote underneath that these words, to follow you I'll not consent until I know which way you went. (laughs) Now don't misunderstand me. I'm not making light of death. I just hope to put it in its proper perspective. We want to see it this morning in the light of an empty tomb, the story of the raising of Lazarus, helps us to see it in that light we can appreciate mary's comment when she first saw jesus after her brother had died she fell at his feet and said lord if you would have just been here that wouldn't have happened my brother wouldn't have died we can understand that we can appreciate her grief her reaction was natural she had ge- seen what Jesus could do. She knew that He could heal, and she knew that if Jesus had been there and had wanted to, He could have healed Lazarus, and Lazarus would still be alive. Sometimes we feel her grief. This church has experienced that kind of grief. Just to name a couple, uh, Sherry Ann Grossenbach, young lady. How old was she, 16, teenager, much too soon, Andrew Kelly, in his 20s, right, most recently, George's girl, Charlie, 32 years old, and we say to ourselves, why? If God had been there, surely if God had known, it wouldn't have turned out this way. Well, it is one of life's mysteries. And sometimes those mysteries, especially this one, are too much for us. That's why I think the story of Lazarus is so important. Not because it helps us understand suffering and death, because it doesn't. We still understand very little about either of those subjects. We treasure this story, I think, because it can increase our faith. It can increase our trust, our confidence in God's love. In life and death and no matter what happens in this life, we can be confident that God loves us. Because our scripture says that when Jesus saw Mary and the others weeping, he was deeply moved. He was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? And she said, Come and see, Lord. And then we come to the shortest verse in scripture. It's the one I always wanted to pick when we had to memorize a verse of scripture, but the teacher never would let me. Jesus wept. Two little words, shortest verse in the Bible, but one of the most important, at least no less important than any other. Jesus wept. Where would we be if God didn't care Where would we be if we couldn't believe that God cares about our suffering? When things don't make sense. When we're struggling with despair. When our world is falling apart. And we wonder to ourselves, does God really care? Does he really? I have to confess. When George called us and told us that Charlie had passed away, that was my initial reaction. Really, God? For real? This really happened? Why would you let this happen? He was never happier, and now you've taken it all away from him. And I was mad. It's a good idea to be honest with God and tell him exactly how you feel. I think it is. And that's what I did. If only that day I would have remembered this little verse in John chapter 11. Jesus wept. You know what that means? If this is the son of God here at Lazarus's tomb with these broken-hearted people and he is weeping and he is God then that tells me that God cares. When I cried about the situation, Jesus cried right along with me. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, look, look how he loves Lazarus. He's crying. But then some of them said, couldn't he, the guy that could heal a blind man, couldn't he have saved his life? Couldn't he have kept him from dying? And that's the question that I struggle with. And that's the question that we often struggle with. We know God cares, but why doesn't God prevent bad things from happening? There was a young boy in a rural area of Kentucky whose name was Cody. Cody's dad was a preacher. And when he grew up, he wanted to be a preacher too. Once or twice a week, he would stand up on one of the chairs in the kitchen, and he would give his best sermon that he could on John 3.16 because it was his favorite verse, and he loved that verse where it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And Cody believed that, and he wanted to tell other people about it. And so he wanted to be a preacher, because they got lots of opportunity to say that. Well, when Cody was eight years old, he died in a tragic accident. His funeral was held one snowy January day, and there lay Cody, his right hand holding a rope because he loved to tie knots and to learn how to tie different knots. His favorite stuffed animal was with him his Bible, and a picture of his brother. Over 2,000 people came to his funeral, and they all heard the same story. They all knew that he wanted to be a preacher, just like his dad. Cody wasn't raised from the dead like Lazarus was, but a kind of a miracle did happen. Cody's accident shook that Entire little community. And as a result, everybody in town heard his story. And everybody in town heard Cody's favorite question. Do you know Jesus? They all got to hear it because his parents asked every person that went through the line. I don't want to minimize the tragedy of Cody's death. And it's a true story. It's beyond our understanding that something like that could have happened. Cody's parents and his family will never fully recover from his death. You never do quite get over it. They didn't set foot in his room for months after he died. The scars that were inflicted on them that winter day will never go away. They will never understand why it happened. We don't believe, and they don't believe, it was in God's plan. We can see how Cody's life, as short as it was, had an impact on an entire community, thousands of people. We know that God can take an awful tragedy and use it in a wondrous way. Think of Lily Rossbach in our own community. What a tragic situation. Poor little girl cancer at the age of three, incurable brain cancer. Two years later, this dear little girl, I believe it was two years later, passes away. What good could come of that? Well, lots of good has come. There's been a lot of money raised for a lot of good causes, including Children's Hospital in Peoria as a result of Lily's death. Her parents carry on her name and keep her memory alive and keep blessing the community because of her life, as short as it was. So we know God can take an awful tragedy and use it in a wonderful way. Jesus wept. The Jews said, see how he loved him, but others said, Couldn't he have kept him from dying? They were like you and me sometimes. We know that God cares. We're just stumped as to why God would let tragedies like this happen. But it isn't the end of the story. Jesus is deeply moved. He goes to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? He says, take away the stone, and they say, well, Martha says, I don't know if you wanna do that. He's been in there for four days. Remember Martha, she was the practical one. She was the one that was always working. We have some of those people sitting in this room right now and some who are watching who are Marthas. But she says, I don't know if it's such a great idea. Jesus says, didn't I tell you that if you believed You'd see the glory of God. And so they took away the stone. And Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. He remembered to pray to his father. And he said, I knew you always, that you always hear me, but I'm saying this out loud for the benefit of these people and for the benefit of us. That we might believe that Jesus is who he said he was. And when he had said this, He called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus came out and he looked like a mummy, all wrapped up in his linens. And Jesus said, take the grave clothes off and let him go. And that's how the story ends. Take the grave clothes off and let him go. What a powerful ending to our story. That's why we can face death. Because our Lord, our God, has power over life and death. It's not the end of the story. When Lily passed away, when that little boy Cody passed away, the story didn't end. Jesus has overcome death. Robert Schuller said that when he was 10 years old, he used to hold a honeybee by its wings and press it up against a moist piece of cloth and get the stinger out of the honeybee. And then he would take it to school with him and let this bee crawl all over him and all the girls would go, oh, you're so brave, Robert. They didn't know there wasn't a stinger in that bee and it couldn't hurt him. They couldn't believe he was so brave. But it's easy to be brave when there's no sting involved. Jesus, the scripture says, took the sting out of death. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Where, O death, is your victory? I read it at every funeral. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The death of a loved one crushes us. We can hold up under its weight. And why? Because Jesus is the Lord of life and the Lord of death. Just as Lazarus was raised from the dead that day, We are risen, the scriptures tell us plainly, to a new life when we leave this one. This is the good news about death. Why did Jesus perform this miracle? Why did he raise Lazarus? Not to give Mary and Martha back their brother. He cared about them, he loved them, but no more than he cares about any of us in this room today or watching today. If caring were the only reason that Jesus raised Lazarus, then our cemeteries would be empty and our world would be terribly, terribly overcrowded because nobody would be dead. Death has a purpose in God's world, a purpose that we will understand fully only when we are no longer here but in God's presence in our own resurrected bodies. The answer to why Jesus raised Lazarus is found in his prayer. For the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus raised Lazarus to assure those people and us that those who follow him will be raised risen again. Lazarus' raising wasn't permanent. He died again physically, or else he'd still be walking around. Death is part of God's plan in that respect. Lazarus was raised so that you and I would know, finally, that Jesus is the Son of God. I don't know who Jesus is to you. In any given place or any church, there are different opinions. Some see Jesus as mainly a great teacher. Others as an inspirational leader. And he was both of those. But do we remember to see him as the Lord of Resurrection? the one who rose Lazarus from the dead. And if he has that kind of power over life and death, then we have nothing to fear. Nothing. We can trust him with our lives. We can trust him with our loved ones. He cares. He wept at the graveside of a friend. He has power over life and death. What more do we need to know? There was a lady named Louisa Stead. One day as Louisa, her husband and her young daughter were swimming in the ocean and having an oceanside picnic, they noticed a young boy way out in the surf. And as the drowning boy cried out for help, her husband ran out and swam out to try to rescue this boy. Unfortunately, he was pulled under and they both died as his wife and his child watched helplessly from the shore. In the days that followed, this poor grief-stricken widow began to put pen to paper, and the result was a hymn that I bet you've heard. It goes like this. Imagine writing these words after watching your husband die. "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word." just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Most of us know that one. At the end it says, I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that you're with me. You're with me to the end. Trusting Jesus. Louisa Stead later went on to become a missionary in Africa where she served the Lord for 25 years. She knew Jesus as the one who raised Lazarus from the dead. Is that who Jesus is to us? We don't know. And I don't have the answers to why tragedy happens in this world, but we do know this. When it happens, God cares and walks through it with us. And Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He wept, and then he raised Lazarus. May God grant us the wisdom and the ability to believe that all of this is true. And may we not fear anything in this world and what it brings. And always remember that He is with us through thick and thin good and bad. Amen.